You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 218 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I am cold. You're cold. I've got the sun, like, glaring in my eyes. It's like, so it's moved around because of the, uh, it, it, the it, we're later in the year, and it's in a position where... I've never really seen it here. I'm not used to it, so it's like right in my eyes, but it's beautiful. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Well, at least beautiful. you've got sun. I don't have any, and so I don't know what's going on because we're meant to be warmer than you in Sydney rather than Melbourne, but um, looks like that's not the case today. Anyway, I'm cold and <laughs> that's all there is to it, okay? There you go. What else has been happening? How about you? So I've had a big weekend. I've just come back from doing workshops at the Bright Festival of Photography. Uh, had a fantastic time and hello to any new listeners who uh, were, were there on the weekend and might have done some of my workshops or just people that I Great. bumped yes, into. yes, welcome. Fantastic. So there was about 10 other presenters there and there was everything from landscape to macro. I, I did a posing workshop. I did a couple of posing workshops and a couple of speed light workshops. There was uh, high-speed sync. There was all sorts of stuff. Fantastic. So maybe if anyone is in either Victoria or New South Wales in Australia, look out for it next year. It'll be on this time next year. You might want to check it out. All right, so big hello to everyone who went to the mm. Bright Festival of Photography. Now, we want to give a big shout-out to R. Hatfield25, is the name, <laughs> from the US, who was kind enough to leave us a review on iTunes called, So You Want to Know If This Podcast Is Any Good. <laughs> <laughs> so they've said, the So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast is a true gem for photographers of all skill levels. Gina's experience shines through and it's clear she knows what she's talking about. The back and forth between her and Valerie makes you feel like you're in the same room with two old friends just talking about cameras and life. I suggest this podcast to anyone with a camera in their hand. Oh, wow, that so is cool. so cool. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much, you. R. Hatfield25 from the US. We really appreciate you taking the time to leave us a review and it's so great to have listeners from around the world. Um, a big hi to everyone who's listening no matter where you're located. Mm. And if you do have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, we'd really be grateful because it helps us in the rankings. So what else have you been up to this week, Gina, apart from going to the Bright Festival of Photography? So I am just about to finish recording the CCs uh, for the constructive the critiques. Constructive critiques for the goal community. So I've got a whole batch to go. So always mm. love doing those. And yeah, that's that's so that's what I'm doing next. 
Cool. That's um, good fun. So if you are in the gold community, we love having you in there. If you're not in the gold community, why not? Find out more <laughs> about it by listening to this. Hey guys, are you an enthusiast or pro photographer who wants to take their photography to the next level? I'd love the opportunity to work with you and I want to introduce you to my Gold Community. The Gold Community is an educational resource where members get access to photography courses and regular tutorials. There's over 200 tutorials with more being added each month. In these tutorials, I take you on set with me and I share my thought process behind scouting locations, posing and directing models, lighting and post-production, you get to see the entire shoot from start to finish, from surface in Sri Lanka using a single speed light, to character portraits on the streets of Sicily using daylight, or high-end studio shoots where I share all my posing and connecting hacks. There's also regular photo critiques, monthly live calls, and heaps more. As a member, you'll also have access to my exclusive Facebook group and online forum where you'll be able to connect with other members from all over the world. So what are you waiting for? Join the Gold community today and start taking the kind of photos you've always dreamed of. You can check it out at ginamilitia.com. All right, so this week's topic is how to work with speed lights for beginners, intermediates, and pros. Mm. So no matter what level you're at in your photographic journey, there is something for you in this episode. Yep. So Gina, speed lights, why did you decide to talk about this this week? Well, I've come come off uh, the, the workshops that I did, it's, and I can see that I, I – I, I, in speaking to a lot of people, there is a lot of fear around there is, flash. There a is lot. a lot of fear. Yes, and the reason for that is that most people, when they when they're used to working in daylight, and let's face it, when daylight is right, when it's on the ball and doing everything right, you, you can't beat it. It's beautiful. Yes, and then. Someone goes and puts the flash, I'll just use fill flash, and you're going, all right, I'll just use fill flash, and then what happens? It just blows everything out and kills all the daylight, Mm. and you get this, it just kills the vibe. That's what flash does when it's in the wrong hands uh, Mm. or when you use it for the first time. It's always overkill, and people look at it and go, I don't know, I don't like what it does to skin tones. I had this for a long time, and photographers kept saying, I'm like, I don't like flash. You Mm. You can't get better than daylight, and people would say, you're just not using the flash right. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love speed lights is because they're these tiny little, they're pretty much the size of, you know, your, your hand laid out flat. Yeah. That's a speed light. That's how big it is. You can almost, there's ones that will fit in your pocket or at the very least in your, you know, an overcoat pocket. So they're so portable. They weigh nothing. And these little, it's like, you know what? It's like carrying sunshine in your pocket, Val. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we should get a T-shirt. <laughs> Speed lights, like carrying and sunshine is, in your pocket. <laughs> that is my quote. That's mine. It was I All put right. it in one at the end of one of my books, but I've just remembered it. It is that should be a T-shirt yeah. uh, because when you get the hang of it, and look, 
The learning is in the doing. So everything I'm explaining today, guys, if you can, at the very least, go to, and I know a lot of the listeners who have been with us from the start have gone and done this. Go to an art shop and buy a styrofoam head. Yes. $5 investment because what happens is when you want to Gina's practice. Gina's one is called Wayne. Mine's Wayne. Yeah, when you mine's want to Kate. Practice, Kate, when you want to practice uh, lighting, you, you can rope in a family member or a long-suffering partner to, to, to do that for you. But yeah. the, the, after about three minutes, like no, no, most people are like two frames in, are you done? Because my show's on <laughs> yes. and I'm missing, you know, and they start so getting cranky, don't they, Val? They get yes. cranky. Well, if or, you're speaking about your children. <laughs> <laughs> anyone that or a friend that you go, can you come and pose? You just see them start to get agitated. And the other thing that happens is when you're learning speed lights, mm. what you want to do is be, to be able to learn in, your, in, in the comfort of your own pace. And that means that you can do it and go, I just really messed that up and it looks lousy but when you've got someone that you know in front of you watching you fail it's awkward isn't it yeah very for the first little while fail on your own it's it's a lot more fun and and you're not you're going to be Mm. a little bit kinder so get that styrofoam head uh there's a lot of people living in the northern hemisphere who through winter um can't shoot outside and so you know the styrofoam head you just bring it inside and you can practice all these techniques that we're going to talk about get that out of the way and then when you're really comfortable with turning all the you know working all the dials and getting your speed light to talk to your camera that's when you can then ask someone to do it and even what i recommend to everyone is even when you set up a shoot with someone in those first few goes that you're doing Go first with your styrofoam head ahead of time. So say you're meeting the person yeah. at 3.30, get there at 2.30 on your own and quietly light the shot and make sure everything's right. Then you can take that little styrofoam head, put it in the boot of your car or in your yep. bag, hide it. No yep. one needs to know that you're doing this. It's just <laughs> our little secret, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the person steps in and what should happen is frame one, looks amazing and then you show them the back of your camera check it out look how good i am i'm a photographer Mm. and everyone thinks you're a genius and you don't have to go through that klutzy phase yeah yeah absolutely i think that um that makes a lot of sense so so yeah okay so we've got this light little portable sunshine in our pocket which means that when you get your head around speed lights you can shoot Anywhere at any time. So there might Before be Before you go on, Gina, I think you yeah. need to define speed light and beyond sunshine in your pocket just in case <laughs> there's some people who aren't sure. So a speed like whether light Whether it is a continuous light or whether it's a flash okay. or whether it's a, you know. A speed light is a small portable flash and when they were originally invented, what they would do is they would sit on top of your camera with a hot shoe. That that little hot shoe, that, that little thing that sits on top of most cameras, yep. the speed light would go there and it would be to it would be like a pop-up, a, a flash that you attached. It's a detachable flash that goes on your camera. Remember the bulb it, ones that yeah, when you were little? Yeah. Like you put, then they, you had here. four. 
I've got some, and then they yeah. were that, yeah. So they were disposable back then, mm. and then some some sometime around the eighties, someone invented uh, the, the the speed light, and then some clever person decided to work out a way to take that speed light off the camera and use it off camera. Mm. All right, and that's where like everything the whole world opened up for everyone because we've got this portable little light source tiny little source light easy to use fast that we can now light portraits uh yep. still life anything with so that's yep. basically what it is in in terms of cost uh they start at around um 60 to 80 dollar mark up mm-hmm. to around the thousand dollar mark for the, the the sort of the rolls royce of speed lights i think they um they give you a massage at the end of the shoot and they uh <laughs> they whisper encouragement and sometimes they go you really really you want to like that is that have you have you seen over there there's a better shot and that would be where i see the ai going where they turn okay. into a smart ass assistant who rolls their eyes <laughs> You know, when you go to set up the shot, the speed light rolls its eyes and goes, nah, and you go over here and they go, yeah, that's it. You mean what Gina actually means is they turn into her as an assistant. (laughs) I was. I was a shocker. I rolled my eyes internally. Have you ever seen me roll my eyes? Because you, um, not so subtle. <laughs> with the eye rolls, I've been on set with you. I've seen you. Re- like your eye roll is not subtle in the slightest. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So we've got this great little device here that we can use, and it opens up the whole world. Okay, yes. but. As I said, some many people have had the experience where it just looks shite and it kills the mood. So that's because mm. you're using it in the wrong way and in a way that's too heavy-handed. But there's just a, like a few little tweaks you can use. And the other thing I think that a lot of people get wrong, so we're going to um, just – advice now for everyone with their speed light go out and get a little set of lee filters or a similar brand and they're little tiny filters that are the the size of the flash head of a speed light so maybe um five centimeters by two centimeters which is maybe you know two and a half inches by one inch i guess roughly translated Mm -hmm. and it's a little plastic gel And what I would get is the color temperature orange Mm -hmm. quarter strength. And what that is is it just adds a little bit of warmth because the light that comes out at the flash that is emitted from the speed light is balanced to absolute neutral. And uh, most of the time when you're shooting, when you want to use your speed light, it's not actually neutral light. You want a bit of warmth. It takes it takes the edge off the speed light. And I have one of those uh, taped on to the end of my speed light yes. 24-7. It never comes off. Yeah. So that's the, the first thing that you want to do. And what did and, you and call it? You called it a, a what filter? Uh, Lee Filters is a brand name. There yep. are other so brand names. So how do you spell L- that? L- E-E, like good, okay. uh, so they're a Lee brand of filters. jeans as well. I don't think it's the same company. I don't think it's Lee Jeans are making yeah, Lee it. filters. <laughs> um, 
and these other brands as well. Or you can just the cheapest thing to do is just get a um a caramel wrapper that's that color, like it's an orange color, and try that. That that, that works as well. For or cellophane. For our North Americans, that's caramel. We were talking Ca- about this caramel. the other day. How that's North Americans sugar say caramel, and, water. and we say caramel. <laughs> sugar and water is what caramel yes. is. Like heaps and heaps of sugar. So that that's a start. Um, and then, like, I've got some really simple hacks for you guys yes. to experiment. What are with some hacks? To, um, so, so that you can guarantee because if you want to be one of those photographers that says, I am a daylight photographer, this is great, but you limit the amount of time that you can shoot. And what happens, and it does happen, like today, daylight called in sick at your place, didn't it? Oh, and so it sent did. who? It sent rain and cold in its place. Yeah, so, so cold. You know, and and you're you're limited, but when when you can add that little bit of and and it's not you're not lighting the entire scene. The way I work is just a simple, and we'll get this terminology out of the way. This is important photography terminology for some of our new listeners. The way I light with speed lights is I add a dook d double o k (laughs) of light. This is a technical term. Yeah, that means to be entered into the Oxford English Dictionary. I hope so. That would be the proudest day. There's my legacy, Val. That is it. A dook of light is a small amount of light. It's just like maybe quarter to a half a stop. Mm-hmm. There are smaller amounts of light, like what an are they eight. called? Like duquettes? Uh, or- no, it's a ping. Ping, ping. I was going to say that too, but it's like you you stop yourself. Okay, a ping is smaller than a duck. It's the ping and duck is a slightly like larger. But but if you work in that way, um, then you should get something that you're a lot happier with. All right. Okay. So. Let's just talk about light as a start, uh, get our heads around it. Now, I want you to think about light, Val, like you Mm -hmm. would uh, water, okay? Okay. So if we think about water, it doesn't really have a shape, does it? Mm -hmm. No. No. We need something. If you want to shape water, you need something to contain it. So you can put it in a glass or you can put it in a lake or you can Mm -hmm. put it in a, a vase. There are all sorts of different ways that you can shape liquid. Uh, Light is the same. You can't really, when you think about it, what what is it? It's not really in a shape, but Mm. what shapes it is uh, you can, you can contain it. So when you think about the light that comes out of a speed light flash, uh, when it's just the bare bulb, basically the flash is designed to go everywhere, Okay. And it's like yes. thinking about the best way I describe it is when you've got, and we talked about this last week, when you've got your hose on <laughs> or your spray and white bottle on spray like everywhere. So there's got the <laughs> widest, uh, it just goes everywhere, right? Yes. And that's what flash does when it's a naked flash. That, that's not, you're not naked. The flash head is <laughs> naked. There is nothing in front of it. So it is hard light going in every direction and the, and it is designed that way so that when you use it and you just want to light up a room, it just goes and it lights up the whole room, okay? Okay. Now, imagine if you could take that flash 
and kind of contain it, like putting putting water into a glass. That's what a modifier is. So there yep. are things that you can attach to the end of the flash that are going to control the shape of that light. And that's where it gets interesting for photography because you can either decide with that little sunshine in your pocket, that speed light, you can decide mm-hmm. whether you want to light an entire room or you just want to light a tiny section. And what I like to do when I'm lighting is I just like to light someone's face okay. in a shot and maybe part of their body and I light the rest of the shot using available light. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I recommend is for anyone that is starting out using speed lights for the first time is to start with a simple way of lighting so that you get the just to get a feel of how it looks and I would suggest I recommend using an umbrella as a modifier so it looks just like an umbrella the only Mm -hmm. difference is uh, it probably works just like an umbrella it (laughs) holds out the rain but it's translucent so light passes through the the umbrella and onto your subject much like can you imagine when the sun is out and there is no clouds in the sky sunlight is very hard so when you look down uh, at your shadow you can see a hard edge yep to your shadow when the cloud passes over it's, if it's thick cloud uh you you can barely see your shadow if it's thin cloud you can see your shadow but it's uh the edges are softer right? The light is diffuse, so it bounces around everywhere. That's exactly what an umbrella does. The next level up is you can use something like a softbox, again, to shape the light. And what it'll do is it'll, it'll contain the light in a smaller area and give it more shape. Now, the reason I say to start working with umbrellas is when you get onto, uh, the, the more shaped diffusers like a softbox, uh, little small movements with the light make a huge difference. When you're using an umbrella, imagine like you've got that hose on spray everywhere. It goes yes. everywhere. So it doesn't matter what you're doing with it. Using an umbrella and a speed light is very much like you've just got light going everywhere. It's easy to control and it's really forgiving. So if you're mm. trying to maybe light your first headshot and you use an umbrella, it's just like you're spraying light everywhere, a lot harder to make mistakes. When you start working with speed lights and smaller um, areas and they're more contained a couple of millimeters one way or another and you can either miss uh, your mark altogether or you start getting mistakes so get the hang of it get get your training wheels on and start with an umbrella and then you can move on Uh, after that I sort of recommend using something like a hard light uh, modifier and so for those who are intermediate and more advanced you can get portable beauty dishes or grid spots, which I love to use both, and that's working mm-hmm. with hard light using speed lights. But you've got to really be on the ball in terms of where you're positioning your light because a couple of millimetres either way uh, will, will, can, can really uh, change where the light's hitting and make a big difference to uh, how good your shot looks, all right? Right, cool. So yeah. we've got this great little tool, very quick and easy to do. And um, the other thing that you need to that, that that should remember and be aware of is you can actually uh, control the spread of the light by controlling the zoom of your flash. So within each unit, um, when it's off camera, you can tell it that to, to create a very narrow flash beam if you just mm-hmm. want to light 
a small section of the frame or you can tell it to create a very wide flash beam if you want to light a whole shot. So that's something that is um, – really really handy particularly for those guys who are getting more uh you know into the intermediate and advanced style of lighting and mm-hmm. for the goldies uh, if you're interested in this there is uh i've put a link to a um a tutorial on that where i talk about how to control flash focal length using speed light the other thing about speed lights is you that you need to remember and a lot of people get caught out by is the power is is not that great 80 watt seconds what that means is that if you go outside on a bright sunny day cloudless sunny day yeah and let's say um you want to overpower the sun so like someone's wearing a hat and they've got a hard shadow across the middle of the face mm-hmm. and you want to light them just with speed light, that small speed light, you'd have to have it at full power. You and mean probably, light the shadow that's under the face? Yeah, you want to lift mm-hmm. it or remove it altogether, overpower mm-hmm. it with that speed light. That small speed light is going to struggle to do that on its own because it's just not powerful enough. Okay? Yep. So, and what happens is, uh, when you're shooting at full power, you're waiting for the flash to recycle and that might take uh, up to one, two, three seconds. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but imagine you've got a model in front of you. You be my model, Val. I'm going to okay. be shooting you. Okay, the All flash right, goes off because that's full <laughs> power flash. Pss, and we're mm-hmm. counting. Okay, Valerie, so uh, just standing there. How's your day been going? Okay, it's recycled now. We'll do another one. And as you keep going, it'll get slower and slower and it's really awkward. So um, what you can do uh, with a lot of photographers do is they double up their speed light. So you can actually have two together and essentially you've doubled your power and you can have them both at uh, instead of full power, you can have them at three-quarter power and you can your recycle time uh, gets a lot faster and you've got a lot more power. And I've seen people have four speed lights together and six speed lights together. So it's uh, think about it that way. A lot, a lot of them are designed and modifiers are designed to stack more than one into them. So here's this really portable way that you can actually build on in power and sort of add to your power as, as, you, as your game gets better. All right? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Okay, so we've talked about how uh, adding a, a modifier, it's what you put in front of the flash that's going to change how your lighting looks. So there are different different styles that you can use and different ways that you can use speed lights. So um, just a couple of examples for people who are wondering, well, when would you use portraits? I if you're shooting in midday sun, Val, what yeah. happens with the sun in the sky if, when it's above the head? What happens to someone who's standing out in the elements and you're trying to photograph their face? Oh, they've got um, shadows under their eyes so they look like they've got really dark eyes or because the yeah. forehead also casts a shadow. Yeah, and so you get shadows uh, under the eyes, so you get that sort of the raccoon eyes. So like using mm. a little bit of fill flash, you can fill p- – Pop a little took of light into the face, and you can Dook. clean up clean up those eyes and eye sockets, and get a much cleaner light on the face. Mm. You can also use speed lights, and my favourite way to use them is to add drama and contrast to an image. So I like shooting in uh, areas where there's low light or completely flat light, and just adding that 
tuk of light to someone's face gives the drama and the contrast to the face. I also like working with flash because you can sculpt someone's face. You can completely change the way someone looks just by lighting them and not over lighting them so you flatten it and lose all the quality of the natural light that's there. But I like to work with the light that's already there and that Mm. is my fill and then I'm adding extra light to the face to add the highlights and the sculpting and that's where working with uh, for for the more uh, intermediate and advanced listeners the base of the, my shot is my fill light that's that that's the base exposure and then I'm adding maybe a quarter to a half a stop into the face of flash just to lift that exposure and that gives that adds the drama to the shot yeah. all right and then um, it also the other the other reason I like using flash is it lifts imperfection. So that extra little half stop mm-hmm. will just make a more flattering portrait. When you've got a lighter skin tone, uh, what happens is uh, there are less imperfections that show. And adding light to the front of the face, what it does is it'll fill in any little lines. So it can also be more flattering. And yep. also when you add light, especially if you've got like Uh, a lot of shadow area in the shot just adding a little bit of light to that shot is going to reduce the uh the amount of noise in your shot if you just let that image go and it's not lit the the noise is going to be far more obvious than even if you're just adding a little not dook but a bing Mm. of light in there just cleans up a lot of the noise so it's uh it's it's worth it's worth uh playing around with just for that so the options only limited by your imagination. So we've talked about the cool. basics, Val. So you've got budget, 80 bucks, uber fancy, yep. 800 to 1,000. And yep. the in terms of size now, um, I've been playing with a Godox, and I think my Godox – uh, I think it's the AD200. It's it's at around 200 watt seconds. So it's supposed to be double what a normal speed light right. is in power. It's not quite there, but it, it does have about an extra stop of power. So there are some, some great ones coming on the market now. So you can actually get your own cameras brand one or a third party one. Uh, Yongnuo is the other brand yep. that I recommend. Yongnuo and Godox are both speed lights that I use and you can look through my Instagram feed and uh, I dare you to see if you can go, oh, I can tell that that's a, you know, brand, that's a not it, – it all looks the same. So it, it, yeah. it, what what you're paying for when you're paying for a 6 or an $800 speed light is that you know it's going to work every single time. You know that it's going to be weather sealed and you know it's going to be heavy duty and you can trust that. So if you're a wedding photographer and you're doing 50 weddings a year, you're a commercial photographer, you're doing events, um, you might want to consider consider paying the money to get something that you know is reliable. When you're paying $80 for a speed light, just be aware that the little things like where the batteries go in, that they might break. They're a bit flimsy, but that's what you're getting for the $80. So just bear that in mind. And sometimes I recommend that if you're buying one, just buy two so you've got a backup just in case. And then I guess it's it's a good investment, all right? So they're not going to be as heavy duty as when you pay the bucks. And contacts and things like that, all those little things that can go wrong may go wrong. The other thing I like about the new kinds of speed lights that are coming out is they've got like rechargeable like – what are they? Uh, the rechargeable batteries, rather than having to do, use double um, A's 
in them. So so that, that oh, is a really yeah. handy thing. So you recharge the batteries. Can be a problem if you're ever traveling on, on, on planes with them, but a good thing to do. Um, now, just in terms of uh, using because manual. You can't Because you can't take the batteries on the planes? You're not allowed to put them underneath. Uh, what oh, was the, the phone that exploded? Right. What was the one on the plane? There was a phone that was a particular kind of yes, uh, lithium, yes. lithium battery. You've got to be careful anyway. Okay. Um, so now they're super sophisticated these days. So basically what happens is your camera, Dave, talks to the speed light, <laughs> Steve. Okay? okay. Dave and they Steve communicate. are mates. So are they mates? they've got like – they are mates. Okay. They're acquaintances. Okay. And Just what happens is Dave, the camera, yeah. will look at a scene that you've set up and will calculate, send out a beam and work out if you're shooting in automatic. It'll work out how much light is needed, what exposure, what ISO, what f-stop and what shutter speed to do it when you're shooting in automatic. It'll take that information and you've got Steve – the speed light on TTL mode, which is auto mode for flash, all right? Okay. Mm -hmm. It'll send a signal to Steve even if they're not connected. They can be apart from each other and 300 metres apart or maybe 200 metres apart. Yep. Dave, the camera, will tell Steve, the flash, how much flash he needs to make Mm. this shot work. Yes. And they talk to each other and then – Steve, the flash, will send out enough flash to make that shot work. And it's good. It's really good. It's great for when you're shooting events. This is fantastic. A birthday party, you've got someone that's backlit against a window, silhouetted. Steve gets it right. But you've got to remember that when you're shooting in fully auto mode, this is Mm -hmm. comes down to the factory default settings that Hans, the guy that invented all the camera, (laughs) has put in. It is middle of the road, average, safe, 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 safe. Yes. And it's going to be it is the cameras that's doing the work for you. But it is great. It's like having training wheels, but it is a great aid. Now, I wonder if Dave and Steve and Hans hang out. Where Probably. do you reckon they'd go? I reckon they drink at night. They go to bars. You reckon? And strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. In my mind. Um, <laughs> so in this fully auto mode, which we cook with training wheels on, there are ways that you can, if you're just getting started and you want to get into it and you want to see what all this is about, by all means, set your flash to TTL, set your camera on automatic and um, have a play. You can mm-hmm. actually uh, control how much – you can calm Steve down if he's putting out too much flash. You can dial it back. Yes. So if you think that the default average setting of what the the camera is programmed to be is a little bit too bright for your liking, then you can mm. go, I don't like how much flash Steve's putting out. I'm going to halve that amount. Right, okay. take it down and not Steve. Yeah, or Steve is a bit um, – he's holding back. I need more. Steve, give me an extra half a stop. I want mm. my shot to be brighter. So you can do that and that that you get you can get some really good results that way, all right? So that that is a great way to start. So I suggest that you get your styrofoam head. Lots of names to remember, isn't it? It's a good way to oh, remember names, though. Yeah. Wayne, Dave Kate, is the camera. Steve, Dave, Dave is the camera. Hans. Steve is the flash. Oh, all right. Wow. Now, 
Many a party of the, happening. <laughs> many of the cameras uh, created probably in the last uh, three years uh, have built-in triggers on the camera that talk to the flash. So you don't need anything in between. But for some models, you'll need to have one extra trigger that sits on top of the flash uh, that that um, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, okay. that, Andrew, that sits on top of the flash. Why that's aren't the there any chicks in this party? Should I be gender neutral? Andy <laughs> is Andy. Could be either girl or guy. It could be. It? Okay, let, we'll go with Andy. Okay, then. Andy. Andy mm-hmm. sits on top of Dave. See why? <laughs> that's why Val. Now you it causes all sorts of problems. Andy sits on top of Dave and um, they talk to each other and that will trigger the flash. So in terms of triggers, you can get, again, very sophisticated, up around 250 a pop, or you can get uh, um, really cheap ones for 20 or $30. They're all good. They all work. Again, yes. it comes down to reliability, what, what interferes with them. Mm. Get online. Drop thirty bucks, Yongnuo or Godox, they will work and they're good. And okay. the the better ones that you can buy sit on top of your camera and they that you can actually control the power of your flash from the camera. So they're they're fantastic, very very handy. So uh, that's next level. And maybe a Godox might cost you uh, eighty dollars, uh, Yongnuo about the same, and then a brand one maybe three hundred. So that's the difference. But they're mm-hmm. all really good. Okay. okay, so but start with a basic one that doesn't have any dials or bells and whistles because you, all you want to do is learn the technique. Uh, it's about peeling the potatoes before you make the filet mignon. All right? So, sure. Um, so the basic setup is you need a speed, speed light and a trigger, yep. okay? Uh, yes. And I've said that some have the built-in triggers, so you just start with the basic. Now, um, you then want to decide what type of light you want. So if you're a beginner, I recommend just uh, having an umbrella in front of your flash. So you can get a little bracket, you put the umbrella on a stand, uh, you put the speed light onto a stand and the umbrella goes through the bracket and that's your light and you can move it around and mm-hmm. we're just using a styrofoam head and start with that. If you are a little bit more advanced and you've worked with lighting a lot, then you might want to try something like a small octobox or an umbrella box and if you're really adventurous and you want to, you, you've done a lot of lighting, then maybe go and try a grid spot or a beauty dish and uh, have a go at that. And when you're working with a styrofoam head, you've got the time to tweak because it's millimetres make a huge difference to to how the light looks. So what I – and the other thing you want to think about is – how you want to uh, control the contrast. So uh, you've got to think about whether you're light, lighting the entire scene or you're just adding a little dook of light. 
So some things uh, and, and other things that you might want to add if you want to go next level are reflectors. I think you've been working with those for your artwork at the moment, Val. And Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, maybe silver or white reflector or if you're feeling adventurous, then go for gold. <laughs> if you want to cut back the light, then think about black. Black is a cutter. It absorbs mm. light. So say you want to get more shape into your light and you want to try something like split lighting but you're lighting in a uh, a small room that has a lot of white walls what's going to happen is the light's going to bounce off the walls and you're going to have trouble getting any shape to your light so you can bring in the black side of a reflector put it on the opposite side of the face and that's going to absorb the light and give you more shape to your light okay yeah so things to watch out for the harder the light the harder the shadows anything in front of the light like a nose, <laughs> is going to cause a shadow. So the thing that people wa- need to watch out for is that nose shadow and that, that's the like it's often spread across the face because the lighting is two side on. So bring your light around even um, three quarters to the face so that you, you, you're avoiding that, that, that nose shadow. We've talked about the temperature of the flash, yeah. so the quarter CDO, and thinking about the good lighting does look natural so playing around with the power people have a tendency when they're first starting to overdo the flash so test it out and see well what's it going to look like if I drop it lower and lower and then compare so it's just a matter of playing around my favorite styles of lighting for a more advanced style is shooting uh, butterfly lighting so I've got my light it might be in a speed it might be in a, a beauty dish or an octobox directly above and slightly in front of my model and then I have a reflector directly underneath and there's an example of that in the show notes uh, and then I also love again this is another advanced skills for to, to recreate window lighting using a technique called feathering where the light that the, you change the angle of the light and you feather the light in which gives you a much softer version of, of flash and it looked it looks just like window light and i like yep. to work with naked flash Val. That, that's when you're naked so, that's when the flash is naked yeah, okay. um <laughs> and uh to recreate Sunlight, and of course, my my super super favorite one is using that duke of light to lift the skin tones. So, just quickly, because mm. yes. I know you've got to get away. Um, technique: decide how you want your look and expose for the background. Okay, so that's the first image. There's an example expose of how I do the background. This. Okay, for the background. So let's have a look with my. Um, so we've got some my... images in the show notes, which you can find at ginamilitia.com. Okay, so I've got a shot of my barley farmer there and you can see that the first image is what I'm doing is all I'm concerned about is my composition, obviously where Mm -hmm. I want my person in the frame and how I'm exposing for the background. So I've got uh, clouds that I want to get detail for and the ground and I've deliberately underexposed this slightly because I want a darker, moodier shot. So I've chosen my background and chosen my exposure and also do you want your background sharp Uh, then you would be using a uh, higher f-stop if you Mm -hmm. want your that that sort of bokeh look you're going to be shooting on a wider uh, aperture okay Mm -hmm. 
or f-stop. Yep. So you decide how you want your shot to look and you expose for the background. Now what happens is if you've got a figure in the frame, their face isn't going to be lit. It's going to be That's dark right. and you can see that in my barley farmer. Mm. Then I add light. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the, that's the so technique. You, uh, and so, so you, what you've and got I don't is a speed change light. It, yeah, and I've got a speed light. And now if I'm starting with a speed light and I'm using TTL and if you mm-hmm. set your – if you do that on automatic, Dave and Steve will work <laughs> together with Andy and they will determine <laughs> what exposure and how much light to add into your shot. And you will get you will get a decent looking shot. So try so, that first. So this right? shot is of a farmer in Bali who is on his bicycle, but he's stationary, and yep. um, the background is his farm and quite a lot of detail and some houses and lots of cloud action happening and some crops and stuff. So. Gina's um, taken one shot where she's exposed for the background and mm. then she's taken another shot where she he, she has lit his face. So, Gina, was were, A, were you by yourself? B, were you – was the speed light on a stand or on with a voice-activated so, so assistant? So, or? The, the farmer is Wayan and I was with <laughs> Wayan. Wayan or Couture. Yeah. Now, and Wyan was my assistant for this. So Wyan actually held the flash. So just on that, uh, it's great to have your light on a stand. I really prefer to have someone hold my light because it, it's a lot more precise unless they're a complete. Okay. It's harder if they don't, they don't know what they're doing. But, right. I, but I, Sorry. So my next question then is, so you, so Basically, someone was helping you and they held the light so they could get it just so. So my next question is, obviously, you've taken the shot before you filled in any light and a shot Mm. after you filled in light. Were you on a tripod so that you were getting the exact locked-on frame? No. I was shooting handheld for this one. So what I've got is what I do if I'm shooting not I, – I recommend that if you're starting out, shoot to tripod. It makes mm-hmm. life a lot easier. Mm. I've got it now where I just keep my um, focus point in the same spot and I can get pre- – I can, I can just stay in the same position pretty much when I'm shooting in this way. But – what you do is when you're working out your flash, if you're not using TTL, which is basically automatic, there is no thinking involved. If you want to shoot this manually, I would start at uh, maybe around half power. The easiest way is to use a light meter and measure mm. the light, but it, m- most people just don't want to use light meters. So the mm. other way is to chimp and basically that's take a series of shots and keep looking at the back of the camera until you get it right. Now, you'll get to the point where you just know what the right amount of light is because you've done it enough times. So I know for mm. this, uh, I think this was around half power. So it's just a matter of setting your flash. You can control how much power you want to use. If you are shooting an image that is a very uh, wide open exposure. So you're letting more light onto the uh, sensor and your background is going to be out of focus, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need as much flash. So you might want to consider starting as a starting point of maybe an eighth power. Have a look at what it looks like. If you think Mm. your skin tone is lifted enough, leave it at that Mm. or have a look at what more looks like and have a look at what less looks like. And this is why I say – 
do it on a styrofoam head because you can yep. do that till the cows come home and no mm. one's going to roll their eyes at you. Just <laughs> practice. It's a really good way and you'll get a sense of uh, an idea of if it's a bright sunny day, I need like a lot more light to get my exposure right. If it's And if I'm shooting wide open, I need a lot less light. If it's late at night, I don't need as much light and you'll you will get to a point where it just you just know you will get to know your speed light like that but so the learning val is in the doing but you got to make mistakes so see what too much looks like and sometimes you can overdo it and not even realize it until you do the next frame and go oh that's so much better i, I was way out but you need to practice and do that okay so that's a technique other things you can do with the flash val is you can yeah. um use it as a background light so there's another example in the notes where i've lit my model from the front but i've also hung a speed light in the trees behind with the cto gel and i've uh, aimed that uh, directly at my model from a from a slight angle to give the impression of sunlight filtering through the trees so there's all yeah. these ways oh. you can get as creative as you like and you wouldn't know unless I told you that that wasn't sunlight. It no, looks like so, sunlight. Yeah, that's right. So basically do, if you have the opportunity to look at this shot over at GinaMilitia.com, um, yeah, Gina's shot her assistant again actually yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, against what sort of the, some d- dark trees in the trees. background. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, this it really does look like that the, the second shot is, you know, it's a beautiful sunset or something that it's coming, yeah. filt- being filtered through the leaves of the trees but Gina's just mentioned that it's actually someone holding a light. It looks really but cool. It's not even someone holding a light. You can get these gorilla pods which are these flexy uh, right. little tiny little monopods that are the size of your hand and you attach yep. your speed light to that and then you can hang the speed light Love from a tree. It. You could get these for your home lighting system so that you can light your uh, portraits outside, Val, when you do your um, your art mm. photography. Mm. Um Okay, so just on that, you don't need to have a $500 modifier for your flash. What I love, mm. that little plastic dome, it comes with speed lights when you buy them. They're 50 cents. Uh, the next example in the show notes is an example of using that. So that's the uh, – you were on this shoot, Val, yeah. our um, Filipino uh, sailor. Captain. Boat captain, mm-hmm. um, and underneath you can see. Who did not speak a word of English? And I think this is going to. This is the cover of the podcast ep. So a stick. Mm. The flash is on the end, and that little plastic uh, diffuser modifier sits on the end. As long as the angle of your flash, so the sh- where you point the flash is in the right area you could have nothing on the end of your flash it's still going to light your model Mm. really well so it's just a matter of getting it aiming it right so you don't need anything fancy to get a good look even like another example those spew bags that you get on planes (laughs) let me not say spew bag because that's so australian um (laughs) <laughs> bath bags. Bath bags. <laughs> Air sick bags is the politically yes. correct way, Valerie, to say okay. it. White plas- white paper bags without <laughs> any advertising or pastry bags, probably a better definition. That on the end of your speed light is going to also act like a beautiful little modifier and give you a great look. The uh, example under that, and I think this all makes sense. Like we're all visual people. If you get a chance, check out the show notes. Uh, another mm. example I've got of like, look, the shot has to make sense. Uh, don't just light 
anywhere in the frame. Have a look at where the natural light is already coming in and mimic that. So there's an example of a guy um, in a tea room and what I've done is I've lit him uh, from the same direction as the window light. I've actually got my assistant outside the window pointing the flash at through the window there and that's what um, – So it replicates the natural light and you can see the before Ah. and after in the show notes. We're just adding a little bit of extra light there. Love it, love it. It can make such a huge difference um, and all it is is a tiny little speed light. A tiny little speed light and and spend some time really like I think like last week's episode we talked about understanding and seeing light. So once you've mastered daylight and you understand it, all flash is is it just gives you an opportunity to do more and rather than using it to light an entire scene, think about it in terms of just lighting selective areas uh, in your frame and start with the easy style of lighting. Don't complicate it with three lights. Just start with one. Mm. Most of my portraits that you see, my Instagram feed are single light portraits. When I'm doing my commercial work, that that's a different thing. But like the stuff that I, I love to do, all single light portraits. You know now, what? That is so true because so many people who are trying to dip their toe in the water of lighting think that they need the whole setup. They think yeah. that they need, you know, a studio set up and all of these lights, but really just start off with this tiny $80 light. $80 and a friend who you feed every now and then um, <laughs> will will uh, be as enough of, you know, w- will help you with that. So, yes. um, all right. So, there I have listed uh, for, for the goal community members, I have listed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven tutorials where I go in depth uh, and talk about uh, work that, that are just based on working with speed light. And most of those are single speed lights. And I would say 90% of those were shot with a $80 uh, Yong Nuo flash. And, and every different kind of modifier, so soft to hard light in there. So if you want to check those out, then they're all listed in the show notes as well. All right. Awesome. That's a fantastic um, topic this week, Gina. I love it. Um, oh, hang on. And sort of yeah. you know, we're also bringing back um, challenges now. So Okay. Yeah. Hashtag Gina challenge. We haven't had a yeah, hashtag yeah. Gina challenge in a while. Yeah. Why'd you decide to bring him back? Because it's time, Val. Okay. What's this yeah. week's challenge then, Gina? Speed. Speed. All right. You can interpret that however you like, whether you use a speed light or whether you just, you know, shoot something that goes with speed. Uh, post it um, in the podcast Facebook group. Oh, wait. Let me change it. Speed of light because that's clever. Okay, see what I did there. So, yeah, hashtag G. So, post. So, that's your theme speed of light. And, um, all you need to do is interpret that however you like and, um, go to the podcast listener community on Facebook. So, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and request to join. It's free. We'd love to have you in there. And please post your version of speed of light and make sure you do hashtag Gina challenge, hashtag speed of light. It would be great to see what you come up with. Oh, yes. fantastic. And where do we find you online, Gina? So, GinaMilitia.com, G I N A M I L I C I A. 
I'm on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to connect with me in person and you want to really get in and learn these techniques like so many other gold members are out there using single speed lights, double speed lights, studio lighting, all of this and it's easy. It's easy. I can help mm. you. I want to help you. Come and check out the gold community, com, and click on join the community. What about you, Val? Yeah, it's an awesome community. Uh, you'll find me on Twitter and Instagram um, at Valerie Koo. That's K-H-O-O and also over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.